When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. In today's episode, we're going to talk about FC Barcelona's loss against Girona last night, and we're also going to do a quick preview of the Antwerp match on. Before we dive into today's topics, I have a special invitation for all you Barca fans out there. If you are craving more Barca content, we've got the perfect hub for you, our Patreon community. It's not just a community, it's a virtual peña where your passion for FC Barcelona finds company and conversation. For just five bucks a month, here are some of the perks. Dive into commercial-free episodes of Barca Talk. It's all football, no interruption. Be part of our international WhatsApp group where Barca chatter never ends. Get insightful post-game match reports and obviously help support the podcast. Hit that link in the show notes and join our virtual Pena. Let's get into today's episode right after this brief break. Okay, as I said in the top of the show, we're going to obviously talk dissect the Hirona match last night and to... Uh-huh. Talk about that is one of our patron members, Nicholas Grafen. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Craig is currently uh, on on the road right now to Madrid, so uh, we couldn't coordinate a uh, recording session. So I put the signal out, Nicholas. Nicholas, and you came out. So Nicholas, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, not yet completely digested yesterday's uh, defeat, but other than that, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I, like we were just talking beforehand, I'm just trying to get ready with my last minute things. I'm headed back to the States on Thursday for Christmas. So just kind of tidying up, you know, the last minute things of shopping. I got all my Christmas shopping done, which I'm very proud of. Um, but yeah, now now I have a 15 hour flight, which I'm not looking forward to. I can imagine. I can imagine. I have to. <laughs> I have to do the, the the Christmas shopping. Still, still is on my list, and I don't know if I will be able to do it this week. So it will be one week before Christmas. It's a it's a bit of a tedious time, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. But it's it's fun, you know. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to obviously being with my family for Christmas, and uh, you know, one of the things I do love about living in Europe is the Christmas market atmosphere that is mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's it's happening. Where you're at as well. You're again in 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 Germany, right? Or no? Switzerland. 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 That's right. So I imagine it's it's full force there, just like it is here in Spain. Yeah. I can't. I, I've I've already drowned in Glühwein. For those who know, <laughs> for those that know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Well, all right. Let's get into this. So we have some talking points that we want to hit from last night, and I think last night was again another. <clears throat> difficult match to watch in the fact that we have a lot of different things happening and we don't know which one relates to what to fix the quote-unquote problem to get better football mm-hmm. and more importantly to get more consistent results. So the first thing I want to talk about is Barca's attack because Barca last night had many opportunities last night to convert on goal and they could not do it. They had an XG of like 4.06 last night and you know with those type of data points, you know, you should be able to convert and they were not able to. And I just, you know, I put this in the WhatsApp group and I just, it is one of the most unattacking, attacking football lines I've ever seen in my life. What, what do you think? I mean, I, I know, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Attacking football mm-hmm. is whatever you may be. But to me, when I watch whatever three it is right now, I just don't feel that there's any improvisation. There's no fun. There's no attacking. And more importantly, like that really straight hunger for goal. And it always just looks very static. What is your kind of your thoughts? I mean, we haven't talked in a while, uh, you know, obviously since the beginning of the season. So what do, what are you kind of seeing? Are you agreeing with me with this about this idea of like the one of the most underwhelming attacking thirds that we've seen in Barca's history? Or is that just me being really strict and obviously with the recent success that we've had? No, 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 no. I absolutely agree. Um, sort of what is missing is like a real threat. 
there is no, you never, you know, you watch the game and we get into nice positions, especially yesterday. There were like so many good, so many good chances. Like I particularly think about that one moment where Cancelo came forward and was like so close to goal and then decided to shoot instead of pass to Lewandowski. Um, so you never really get the feeling that Barca is going to score, right? That sort of is, is missing. And none of the, none of the, the attacking players that we have sort of really, really, gives me that feeling, oh, they're going to score any minute. And the sad thing is that whenever I think about Barcelona, it's, it is about attacking football. It's about a lot of, about a lot of goals. It's about fantastic goals. Um, I mean, of course, we've been spoiled over the last couple of years with a lot of amazing players scoring a lot of amazing goals. But at the moment, there's just there's something missing. Because chance creation, as we saw yesterday and in the game of Atletico as well, um, uh, it's amazing. I mean, we're really, really lucky that it didn't come to bite us in uh, in the Atletico game. But yesterday, Riona, they are fucking firing. I don't know what they what Michel is doing <laughs> with them, but they but they but they but they convert every like every time they were moving forward. You had the feeling, okay, they could they could score, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that feeling and that feeling for me is missing with Barcelona, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I was looking up the stats for our conversation today. You know, la- you know, if I told you beforehand that we were going to have 31 shots and 11 on goal, you would take mm-hmm. that no matter what, right? Because you would say like Absolutely. that is, you know, with the with the ability of Lewandowski. And now he did score last night, so you know, we have to give him some credit. But again, he did have some other opportunities where he didn't follow through on those. And the thing is, I think you know, basically, when we look at the difference between Hirona's attack last night and Barca's attack is. Everyone's on the same page on Hirona and knows what exactly the other teammate is going to do, right? It's counter, yeah. counter, and more counter, and go for goal. And whereas we we are always on the wrong foot. And what I mean by that is when we decide to go forward, half the players are staying back. And then vice versa, mm-hmm. right? So we never have yeah. the full force of going everyone on the same page that way and that creates chaos. And last night a couple times, you know, when we saw let's say with Rafinha over the top having the mishandle, the first touch, you know, like I always say in the podcast, these players are star players, but what makes you a superstar player is when you only have two chances to convert that one. And last night was one of those matches where we desperately needed someone. Jao Felix, again, as we talked about his performance against Atleti, he had a monster performance against Atleti, but again, cannot consistently bring that up to par against Hirona. And to me, Hirona was just as important as Atleti, you know, especially in the standings and how important we need all these points. So, you know, going back to this idea of the attack, you know, is it just, do you think it's simply like we still haven't found the magic three that connects? Or do you think Xavi should tinker even further with just having two forwards and more midfield? Difficult, (laughs) difficult point. Um, The thing is like, um, I don't know if Xavi tinkering is the right thing because that's what he's been doing over the last couple of months, right? So every week we get we got to see a different starting eleven, a different composition, one player there, one player at another point, and that really didn't pan out well. I mean, the time between October and November was terrible. That was some of the worst of the last couple of years, like really, really bad. So in terms of success or, or progress I think the games against Porto Atletico and Girona were better and I think sort of something in there could work I think what Xavi is trying he's like trying too many things at the same time he's one trying to play super quick sometimes but then again he tries to play like the typical Barca style where they are building slowly and trying to sort of suffocate the other team and I think he has to go for either of the two um, otherwise we're just gonna you're just going to get always caught in transition because the team doesn't know what it's doing. And sort of that's the thing that really worries me the most. I mean, he's been doing this for two years now. He's been here for two years. And it still seems to me that the team at times doesn't know what it is doing. It's like Xavi sometimes doesn't see... Uh, he he gets he gets certain aspects right, right? He, uh, For example, Atletico he had under control. And yesterday as well, he sort of figured out how to unlock Girona. But... Um, at the same time, he doesn't have sort of a, a plan how to how to contain an attack like that. I don't know. What what do you think? I mean, I I think it still goes to the same question: is what is the best three if you're going to stay in this formation? Yeah. You know, imagine we're in a Champions League final this weekend. What what 
three would you roll out? You know, that's that's the biggest question for me. So, you know, when I look at all the the options, the form, yeah, exactly. See the, all the options and formations. I would probably say probably Jao Felix, Lewandowski, and Lamine Yamal. Maybe I would just take that yeah. chance because I've seen enough of Rafinha, and I just don't think he. I would rather take my chances with a. Um, I think Lamine Yamal uh, is a little bit more talented on that space, you know, to create more yeah. danger, you know. And so that that would be my starting three. But I, I still do not feel comfortable at that. I mean, you can still convince me that Rafinha would be better than Lamine Yamal, but I again. Uh, we've seen how many games with Rafinha starting and still the connection between him and Lewandowski is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. And the other thing too, that I, I want to bring up is, you know, I was, I was just kind of going over the newspapers today and just li- listening to the news, but this stat is another incredible stat is that Barcelona this season have wasted 39 clear opportunities. It's the highest of all the top five European leagues okay so Bayern has 33 Chelsea Liverpool Stuttgart 32 so 39 you know there's quite a a bigger gap there between the 33 and 32 but also again you know when we you know we've been talking about this for the past couple weeks just about Lewandowski's uh, ability to convert and how we are desperate need of that because again how many times did he do it against us I mean how many times against us he was clinical all the time and now we just need him just to be a little bit more clinical and if we just can't buy that break so you know if i were to say like let's say champions league is this weekend which starting attacking three would you go with i think the same as you did <laughs> um felix I, the thing is about him he's like like so many players that we have an almost player he has the potential to be there he has amazing skills but as you said, it sometimes is like he's only good when he really has like a, a gun to his head, like <laughs> he did against Atletico, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he sort of had to perform. But then you have a game like this, and he's he's still good and he's still doing good things. But he's never like the, the differential player. Um, I'd go with Lewandowski, I guess. Um, I thought about Ferran for a second there. I know you love him, um, sort of. <laughs> the thing is, like, um, I mean, it's. You can't argue that that it's much worse goal scoring wise at the moment. I mean, it's it's they both don't score. Um, the thing is, like with Ferran, you have a bit more fluidity in the attack. I feel he like yesterday he came on. Um, of, of course, not in the same position as Lewandowski, but on the I think it was on the left side. Yeah. Um, and he made some amazing runs in behind and 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 brought us in a couple of very good positions. So. Maybe, maybe, maybe switch and change there a little bit, and I would definitely go with Lamin Yamal, which is crazy because that guy is 16 years old. Yeah, Rafinha is like so many other players in our squad, holding cold. Like in theory, super good, but never consistently enough. Someone, for example, I'm also very, very disappointed about, and we will talk about that in a second as well. Is is Kunde? He's also cold and caught sometimes. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely dive into that in a second when we talk about the defense and just kind of just to finish this off. I mean, that's that's really the the frustrating part. I think you brought up a good 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 adjective there. Almost, you know, these mm-hmm. players they have an almost moment. You see a flash mm-hmm. here and there, but it never carries through. Like for example, yesterday in the, in the match yesterday where you know John Felix goes down to the end line and all he had to do was lay it off for Lewandowski and then goes for goal. You know, it's like the decision making is lacking and it's we need mm-hmm. goals you know we need goals mm-hmm. and Talks. we're just lacking in that fluidity and i again i just i always bring this up because i don't know what else you can do i mean you would think that you know remember when um when neymar first joined the team right mm-hmm. and there was a trial period between messi and neymar for about what a month and a half or so where they were during the matches trying to figure out <clears throat> the the movement and the play right but eventually mm-hmm. when it clicked, it clicked, right? And it didn't Absolutely, take two yeah. years, right? It didn't take two years. And that's the thing that is like really uh, – when I look at this on paper, it's like Lewandowski and Rafinha have been playing for two seasons now. And they look like mm-hmm. they just have been you know, off the bus, onto the pitch, and they're like, okay, you guys have yeah. to play. you know. And to me, I still – you know, and I don't know if it's a Lewandowski thing. I don't know if it's a Rafinha thing. I don't know what is going on, but I don't know how to improve that. And that's where Xavi needs to like – figure this out because mm-hmm. it's already been two years you know it's one thing you know last season when we're starting the season you have 10 matches you said okay 10 matches they're starting together but but now we're we're more than 40 matches together like that is too much time 
on the training field and on the on the game field to not have that chemistry. And again, we need everything to just work 10% better. And I think those mm -hmm. things uh, will show itself in better results, especially against higher competition that we're facing. So again, mm -hmm. the top three, again, it, to me, is just so up in the air because everyone can have five different three lineups. You know, that's a thing. You know, if you, if you want a Ferran, you take a Ferran. If you want to have, um, like you said, Rafinha starting, you take Rafinha, you know? And so there's so many different options and no one is wrong or right because we've tried everything and nothing seems to be working. So again, I, I the, really quick, just the attacking, just, it's just weird to me because it doesn't feel as though they want to attack. And I just feel that's kind of mm -hmm. a crazy thing that, these high quality attacking Barca players don't have that knack for goal to like want to like, I don't mm -hmm. know. It's like, you know, normally like when you see, when you think of any Barcelona team, like since 2000, it's like the first thing you think of is like these amazing goals, fluidity, all the things like yeah. this. And this team is just none of that, none of that. Yeah, they constantly make the wrong decisions. Um, as I said, the Cancelo, the Cancelo situation there where he was so close and then shoot instead of pass. But then he had moments where Lewandowski was, not clear in front of goal, but he had some situations where he then changed foot or he passed it to someone else. There, they just just shoot, shoot and, and and try and 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 get at least a shot on on goal. Um, sort of regarding the the, the 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 top three in front, I'm just very hopeful that Vitor Roque comes in and 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 uh, sort of uh, walks shakes into it that up. Into the, yeah, yeah, absolutely shakes it out and 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 puts some pressure on Lewandowski. I hope Xavi. Um, lets him do that as well and gives him the minutes. Um, for some reason, Xavi has been not taking Lewandowski out of the out of the starting lineup. Not for once. He always plays ninety minutes for some yeah, yeah, yeah. Un un not understandable reason. And I just really hope that he brings some of that fluidity and some of that understanding with the rest of the players. I can imagine myself that he clicks quite well with the with the players that are there. Maybe I don't know. I could see that. I just by age and demographic, you know, just like you know yeah. where he's from. I also think you know one of the things maybe, maybe Lewandowski needs that to maybe have him concentrate a little bit more during the matches. I don't know. We, mm -hmm. I mean, time will tell, especially in a couple of weeks when Bitterote comes. Now, really quick, I, I do want to give some flowers to Hirona because Hirona really took it to us. Oh. I mean, if I mean you couldn't draw a better counterattacking scheme than what Hirona did and on top of that I still don't understand how we're surprised you know so let's 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 dive into this because the defense as we've been talking about and highlighting from last season was stupendous you know it was a wall last year you know and obviously you could say it was a mix and match of statistics and luck maybe here and there but for the most part for the season our defense held us in most matches with a lot of shutouts the most ever in recent history and now the defense is so poor. So I ask you this. Do you think it's more about lack of concentration that is happening with the defense or just because there's no steady backline lineup that we're using all the time? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Uh, before before I dive into that, I want to pick up on your point with the Flowers for Girona. Um, absolutely. I mean, they, they took the game to us. Um, I've, I've, it, it's been, as a neutral spectator it was most likely one of the most fun games that you could see this season um they play not only what i sort of found very interesting is that they played super good uh, attacking football very you know counter counter style but at the same time especially during the the second um, half of the game they were controlling as well they were in possession they had high passing success rates they were defending with the ball as they often say that's something that we're missing especially in the second half of the games so Girona is the surprise of the season and um, it's super fun to watch them um, as to your question um, I think it's mainly sort of that we haven't really found um, sort of the right the right composition in our in our in our back line is it a, is it going to be a back three is it going to be a back two with two fullbacks I think Xavi is rotating quite a bit there. Um, if some players, I was super excited, for example, when, and I mentioned it before, when, when Kondé came in, it was one of my at best of the, one of the best signings in a long time, but he's been hot and cold this season. Last season he was good, um, but he's been hot and cold. Like against Girona, he got, he, he got embarrassed quite often, actually. Araujo was better. He is sort of 
I think he wasn't great, absolutely not, but he usually is one of our strongest players when he's on the field. Um, Christensen is good for lineup, but Xavi seems to prefer um, Inigo Martinez when he's fit because he's, I think, because he's left-footed. So I think Xavi once still hasn't found his ideal back three um, because he needs it for the build-up, of course. Um, but since there is no established back three, it's hard to sort of form a pairing, right? Or like a, a group of three that know exactly where the other one's going to be, who and which takes which, uh, you know, uh, exercise and everything. Not like, it's, yeah, I mean, think about uh, our, our successful duos, like, I don't know, Puyol and Pique, they played so many games together. Again, I I think this goes to one of the things that's bothering me lately about Xavi, right? So you have Pena as the goalkeeper, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, you can't just assume that Pena is Ter Stegen, right? No. So to me, I would want to put my strongest, most balanced back line possible. Mm -hmm. Because, again, what is harder to defend? Counters or the way Barca attacks? in front of you right <laughs> obviously counters are harder to, uh, how, the hardest to defend because you're always yeah. chasing the ball the player and a lot of things can happen more mm -hmm. as opposed to the way we attack and the defending is super easy and really back mm -hmm. really just quickly to piggyback on what you were talking about hirona's possession again hirona had 46 percent possession you know really close to the 50 percent and mm -hmm. towards the end yeah. of the match we could not get the ball away from them so Girona just had the perfect scheme. And again, I don't understand it. It's, we seem to always be surprised by these teams that are doing these, you know, especially Girona. We should not have, you know, everyone in our WhatsApp group was saying, you know, wow, Girona, Girona, Girona. But it's like, you know, we're 16 matches in. This is not a fluke anymore. This is, this is yeah, yeah. you know, when you're looking at data, this is more than enough enough time. And I and I guess I'm, I'm just worried about the way Xavi looks at this because to me, I would say, look, Peña is a young goalkeeper he's talented mm -hmm. he can definitely make the saves but what i do not want to do is fuff around with the back line to where i have yeah. kunde playing right right i'm gonna mm -hmm. I, what i would have done is i would have done balde Cancelo, arahu and kunde and just been that four and just say okay we're gonna have speed all over mm -hmm. so if we want to defend the counter we have better opportunities to do that and also to put our keeper in a better successful situation because that has to be the first thing when you're looking at this match mm -hmm. right and then start going from the lines right because if we can defend and limit the shots and the opportunities they have then i think we have a better chance of closing the gap and getting three points in this victory but again like mm -hmm. you said he puts Cancelo on left kunde on right arahu i think it was one of arahu's worst matches and it could be mm -hmm. said that you know maybe because he was wearing the the face mask you know could have been bothering him with his vision okay sure but man, I just I don't understand the mix and match because it's not working. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. the the mix and match is not giving us fluidity on the other end. And when yeah. you're a defender, your first job is to defend. Yeah, absolutely. To be fair, um, I, I agree that you sort of, especially when you have an inexperienced keeper like Peña, that you put uh, your most experienced backline. Sort of the the thing that just of the conundrum that that Xavi finds himself in is that. In this sort of Balde, Kunde, Araujo, um, Cancelo mix, neither Balde nor Cancelo really work out, right? So the thing is like, I mean, Cancelo had some nice games on the right, but uh, against Porto, he was amazing on the left. Um, against Atletico, he was great on the left, and he seems to be working really well with, with Felix. Um, and Balde has been off for a while now, a bit, like inconsistent i don't know if his if his progress has stagnated a little bit or if it's got to do with 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 felix or the way the team is now set up i don't know what the problem is with him but he was inconsistent and he doesn't seem to be sort of combining quite well um with 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 felix so you're faced with the, with the question what do you want more do you want more attacking fluidity i mean in the end it's 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 for nothing because we don't we don't score <laughs> um at the same time it's like it's a lose-lose as well not that not that it's not that not to not to excuse Xavi, but I understand sort of at least the Cancelo thing I understand quite well because it worked pretty well in the last weeks. Again, I I just look at it as what is going to limit the other team from scoring? Because mm -hmm. I know that we're gonna have some opportunities there for us to score. And I just think, 
you know, working your way, especially, especially having Pena as the goalkeeper. That is, you know, we just assume that these players can just plug and play because unfortunately when we had Pep and Messi and they, mm-hmm. they covered a lot of the things where players could just come in and they were so good and the team was so good that they covered up a lot of things. You know, I, I mean, I think about like Afalai when he came in, like he looked like a world beater, right? And it wasn't mm-hmm. because of him so much. He was good enough that he understood the system and what was desired of him, but also the yeah. talent around him was so high that you could plug and play anybody. We're not at that level now where we can just yeah. bring a player off the bench and just think that they're just going to stay at the same level. We've seen this with the midfield when we lost uh, De Jong and Pedri so far this season. And so to me, I'm just looking right now, You know, I, especially we've tinkered so many times and nothing has worked. We just have to start with mm-hmm. the basics. What is the basic? Not allow the other team to score. Let's, let's start with that one. You know, let's, let's not allow mm-hmm. the other team to score. Okay. We have Pena who's talented. Let's build a, a f- proper pr- a back line and build a consistency from that. Maybe, you know, with Cancelo, sure. You know, uh, he's had some good games, some good cutbacks and he's playing a lot better for league. But the thing is, he's the right back. I'm sorry. He's the right yeah. back. And I do not want to uh, continue this experiment because to me, we lose so much on the defending on that left side and you know and balde i want balde to get that time those reps and maybe mm-hmm. yeah maybe he's he's like we talked in the beginning of the season we wanted to have him more attack minded but again we the defender needs to defend that's their first job having the attack mm-hmm. is a bonus you know it's a bonus on that thing so again i'm i think it's definitely more about the lineup rather than concentration you know i think you know we saw against atletico that araujo was playing on the right side you know, it's this constant thing. You know, in any type of work you do, if I put you in a position that is not your strongest suit, yeah, you could get the job done, but you're not going to be completely uh, motivated. You're not by excel it. At it. Exactly, exactly. You're not going to excel it. And, and in sports, it's just more evident because you can see with the stats and on TV mm-hmm. all this type mm-hmm. of thing. So let's go into yeah. this. Let's go into this really quick with the midfield. How were your feelings with the midfield yesterday? And they're playing. Are you starting to see them trend in more of a positive direction? Because Xavi had some interesting comments yesterday post-match. And they had a really – I shared the video on the WhatsApp group where there was David Villa, Michel, Unsue, Xavi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all in the on the grass afterwards. And they were just having a chat. And it was really weird because it wasn't a press conference. You know, they had the Unsue. And mm-hmm. David Villa are, are considered the reporters, right? So they, but they're friends. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like a real press conference. But Chavi had some interesting mm-hmm. comments because he said, We don't have the players right now that can do back and forth for 90 minutes, which to me rose a big red flag. What do you, what do you think about those comments? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a big red flag. I mean, midfield, I mean, against Atletico, they were really, they were rather good. Um, I think it was a it was a very consistent midfield performance. I remember I don't know if it was two weeks ago against it was one of the lower table sides where we couldn't even string three or four passes together. That was that was I think it was before Gabi's injury. Not 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 to say that Gabi is at fault for this, but I just I, I remember being super frustrated that nothing was really working. And against Atletico, it was working rather well yesterday as well. Um, uh, there's just some issues. Like, for example, take, take Gundogan. He's been also not as great as we all expected him to be. But, for example, the last couple of games were better. The problem is, where do you use him? Do you use him deeper as an anchor, as like sort of our defensive midfielder? Then you just lose a lot of attacking side. But then again, we've seen yesterday, he, he always moved forwards and was trying to get into positions to score. I mean, in the end, he scored the, the second goal, right? Um, and against City as well, he or with City as well, he was scoring so, so many goals. So what do you do there? Um, for me, the problem is just that we're lacking a proper six. We're lacking someone in the back. It doesn't need to be a Busquets. Um, Romeo seemed to be fine at the beginning, but he's too old and he's too slow and maybe also just not too, not talented enough yeah. for the level. Let's just put it like that. Um, and sort of... What we need is someone in the back that sort of cooperates well with the with the back line that can step in to um, snuff out counters like to an extent what what Busquets did with uh, great elegance and that can distribute as well 
sort of like a, a connect, yeah, like a pivot, a connection. And that's sort of what we're lacking because neither Pedri nor Frankie are proper pivots either. Frankie is too, he's moving too much with the ball for a pivot. And Pedri is a typical aide. He's, he's, he's an offensive, he's a play, he, he makes, he designs the play, he's a playmaker. Um, so Xavi is in a way right but it's not a it's not good that he's saying that in in, in the end it it's sort of it puts the blame somewhere where it shouldn't go in exactly. my eyes and again he he also had statements about the team is still under construction and the, yeah, I know. I'm hearing I, this for what three years now. I know, Four? I know, I know. And this, this is the thing. And and it's also, I also, you know, added this to the WhatsApp group is that, I mean, how how many times can you say that it wasn't, you know, tactical, it wasn't the other team, but it was our concentration or our energy. You know, you can mm-hmm. only say that so many times. You know, especially in the dog days of winter, like now. But if mm-hmm. we had been playing at a great, at a better level, and then we had kind of a dip in performance, and you say, okay, yeah. That is clearly a match right there where there was a different performance. You can never, you know, perform at 100%. But again, the team has been so inconsistent that you don't you can't identify what is tactical, mm-hmm. what is attacking, what is defense, what is Chavi's fault and what mm-hmm. is actually energy or motivation in that aspect. That's what yeah. made, you know, I'm in another WhatsApp group too and it's just the confusion that everyone is feeling right now because everyone has their theory, right? Like you have your theory mm-hmm. on what what could be fixed. Everyone has their theory. But the thing is in all honesty, this is kind of one of the worst positions to be where you're good enough to beat everyone below the top five, but you're not good enough to mm-hmm. beat the consistent top four on a consistent basis based on, mm-hmm. a, on a bunch of factors. You know, like I told you before, it reminds me of the Arsenal team, you know, when Wenger's last yeah. years where you have a team here that is talented on paper, you know, should win most of their matches and they were able to beat those you know, bottom tier teams, but when it comes to the top tier, they were so inconsistent. That's ultimately what led to Wenger's leaving the club and, and that type of idea because it was consistently mm-hmm. happening every year. And so, you know, it's it's really difficult because as we talk about as Barca fans, you know, it's one thing to lose. You know, obviously we're not mm-hmm. going to win every match, but it's also like the entertainment value that we want, the the mm-hmm. goal for goal. I mean, when we play football, yeah. you know, when we play football, one of the reasons like that attracts me to Barca is because they play an attacking style that I love to play. And so when I mm-hmm. don't see that on paper, you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't know, give me a defensive team, you know, like I'm not a Newcastle fan before this new turnaround, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, that's not my style. Yeah. And so, and so the, the matches are really hard to swallow, even though like in this match, we had 31 shots and 11 shots on goal. I mean, on paper, mm-hmm. With any Barca start, you know, attacking three since 2000, that should be good enough for three goals. Easy, you know? At least, yeah. At least. Yeah, I mean, as you say, on paper, the team is great. I mean, we have so many players in so many positions, especially if you think about it, the back line. Christensen, Araujo, Kunde, Cancelo, and, and Balde, that's 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 a back line most people would kill for, I guess, most managers would kill for. Um, the, 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 the thing is like, I've often, and that's a sentiment, um, I've seen among the Barca Twitter very frequently is like, oh, we just need that and that, and then it's going to figure out. And then yeah. we get that player and then it's the next thing that we need and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then it's just turned the question, like, when is it going to work out in the end? Um, I don't know. I mean, the system needs a six. I'm pretty sure of that, but I don't know if it's going to solve the problems. I don't think so. Um, I don't know if it's gonna yeah i just i just i think the problems are too big and it's hard to point where the problems are for one player to sort of fix it all like one player coming in and 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 then sort of stitching it up um i just really quick this is this is where you know you know it's really great that we have a formation in you know quote unquote Mm -hmm. into our dna right and that's it but at the same time this can also be a detriment because I think mm-hmm. if you took Michel and you, and you t- told him to come to our team, I think he would revamp some stuff and clear, you know, have a clear direction of how they want to attack on the counters, which is fine. And I think sometimes we get lost in this idea that we have to play always the top way, right? I think there's so many different ways mm-hmm. that we can do it now. And I think almost that Chavi is a prisoner of that situation, right? The way he wants to have the space. And, like to me, this team is screaming a 4-2-3-1 lineup. Like to me, that is... I'm not going to say it's going to solve a lot of issues. I'm just going to say, I'd say it covers yeah. us on defense. And most importantly, you have 
Pedri or Gundogan, whoever you want, behind Lewandowski. And to me, that excites mm-hmm. me in that kind of formation where Lewandowski now doesn't have to come up and try to receive the ball. And you still have wing play. It's just a different way. And also, more importantly, as we just talked about, the pivots, they don't have to cover so much ground. And I, if we don't, if Xavi's mm-hmm. telling us that we don't have the players that can go back and forth for 90 minutes and we have to figure out different situations. And to me, like that, I think that's the stubbornness right now of Chavi is that he's so, you know, wants to, he has one way that he wants to do it. And like last night he said, he was happy with the way they played. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we did have more possession. We did have more shots, but again, it doesn't translate to what we're seeing on the field. And so I think that's yeah. really a frustrating thing because he has such a stubborn way of like how he wants to get this done and it's like, that's the only way, you know? And to me, it's like, this is professional sports. You have a short window as the as the manager of FC Barcelona. Like, at what point are you going to try other tinkerings just to get more fluidity, more points, and people just to get excited? I mean, you saw last night in the match how many people left early, you know? Like, people oh, yeah. are you yeah. know, staying around. And that's 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 the other thing, that we're, we're losing the, the, you know, the – like to me, I was I was watching multiple sports last night, and obviously I had Barcelona on the main TV, but I was not I was not paying all that much attention to it, you know. <laughs> and that's a, and that's a sad thing because I love watching this team so much play, you know. And the yeah, thing is, absolutely. you know, especially with the top tier, atta- I mean, it's, we have talent. That's what the the frustrating thing so is. Much. We do ha- yeah, we have talent. There's no accident. Yeah, no. And that's the thing is that you you compare our roster to any any other roster in La Liga, bottom fifteen, you know, or like ten down. Mm-hmm. Like our our roster does really well, but we just cannot find an unlock. And so I don't know. I'm I'm curious to to go because the next section I want to talk about is the Antwerp match that's coming up, and we we put this one, one, yes, one last yes, one last yeah. bit, one last bit. Um, one hundred percent. I I agree. Like the roster is great, and if you think there's still also so many exciting young players that are playing with the B team, so it's it's crazy. I think I'm one hundred percent with you. I think Xavi sometimes is too dogmatic. It's a mix maybe of of his dogma that he's too focused on sort of the way that he wants to play and too inflexible, and at the same time maybe also like an institutional problem because we were so lucky to have one of the best sixes for so long, so much time that we were never required to play with a double six in the end yeah. right so uh, Busquets was doing well for so so many years and doing all of that and he last years of course he got got slow but he was still good um out of curiosity who would you put as your double six uh De Jong and I mean obviously Gavi would have been perfect but you could put yeah. Romeo in there. You know what I'm saying? If you put Romeo in there, he just has to do half the field. And I think he mm-hmm. doesn't have to do as much, right? The thing, you brought up a great point right there because that's the thing is that Busquets was so good, okay, at covering ground that you mm-hmm. didn't need to have two people, you know? This, you know, when I think about this formation, this is one of the hardest formations to play, you know, because of yeah. the spacing and the running you have to do. And you think about mm-hmm. one of the things I think we're always lacking is I just don't see our midfield interchanging enough back and forth. And that is something mm-hmm. that, the you know, obviously the Hall of Famers, you know, Xavi Iniesta and, and Busquets did so seamless. And you just when you look at the old video, it's like just watch how they took the pass and they moved into the space. And we just don't do that. We mm-hmm. just give the pass and we kind of go horizontally as opposed to coming back and moving around in that situation. Yeah. So, you know, you have a good point there, maybe because we were we just think that we can just plug in any player back there to cover yeah. the ground that it should be okay. But I think that is such a, you know, this, again, this formation is so hard to play in that you have to cover so Absolutely. much ground. It doesn't matter where you play. And so maybe we just don't have the legs right now to do it. And so that's what I'm saying is like, sometimes you just have to, you can still have the, the ideas of how you want to attack and pass, but maybe just mm-hmm. in a different lineup of the pitch and what you cover responsibility wise again. So mm-hmm. for the, for the two pivot, I would just put young and whoever else. Like, I, I think, you know, if you put Gundogan, I think you'll be okay. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. because if Absolutely. you put Pedri, if you put Pedri up at the, at the, at the point as a 10, or you can interchange, you know, you can have them interchange mm-hmm. through the match and all three, that type of way. I, it's not like you can almost have a floating, three in that way you know whoever has the ball yeah, just yeah. goes just goes as the number <laughs> 10 you know like that, that's the thing Absolutely, maybe it could be yeah. a, a new way of being like a false pivot i don't i don't know you know this type of these players are so smart that's the other thing is i don't understand how they cannot 
kind of transition back and forth because again, you, it's just understanding the concepts of your positioning. You know, it's not like you're learning German to Arabic to English. You know what I'm saying? It's not that drastic. It's still football. No, no, it's just no. positioning and looking at video to understand the different things. So I don't know. I, again, I just, again, I'm not saying it's going to fix everything. I just think it may give us a better chance because Lewandowski always played in a four, two, three, one. You have a 10 behind him. It alleviates mm-hmm. a lot of pressure, you know. That's that's all I'm trying to say. So maybe maybe Shabby will hear you. No, he won't. He won't. He has his right. I want four three three. Gabriel, I want four three three. Okay. I need to push the ball. I need to space the ball. That's all I want to do. <laughs> all right, let's get into our last topic here about the Antwerp match that's happening this week. Champions League. Obviously, we've already clinched, so we don't have, there's no pressure on us finally. Uh, on the last day of, of group stage in a long time, in a long time. And Two I put this, years, yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like more. Uh, I put this poll into the group and I said, would you rest your players or would you have your strongest 11? It is split. Let's, let's hear your opinion first. What would you do? Would you rest or would you go strong 11 for this match against Antwerp? Um, ha- we, we've not yet sort of gotten the first place, right? So it's not yet set. It's not yet set. Or have we... No. Yeah, so there is still something left to play for because like a second place sucks because you get to play or you have to play against a much, much, much more, uh, uh, much stronger team. I think we should we should start with a strong 11, really, and then sort of bit by bit take our players to rest them. Um, I would love for 11. Sorry, sorry. It, it, it is it is set. It is set. Because Porto and ah. Shakhtar, both, Shakhtar both have nine points. If one of them win and we lose... We have the head-to-head on them, so on Porto, uh, on Shakhtar okay. we split. Oh. <laughs> so that's 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 where the things. But again, just just you know, b- before you have any of the the intricacies of the of the of the night, just going into the match, would you would you go strong eleven or rest? I think if anything, I mean, if 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 you want to have Shabby tinkering a little bit, it's now because it's a game that sort of doesn't do anything. It's 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 done and dusted. We are first in the Champions League group through the group stages. Um, I think it's good that some players didn't make the the final squad. Like I think the young were, was left out. Uh, some two, three or more players were left out as well. Um, I always like these games to give uh, some more youngsters a shot. I would love to see uh, what was his name, Mark Gee or something like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who scored the, that the one forward, goal yeah. with the. Yes, I'd love to see him once more because I've I've. After the game, after the game where he scored the goal, I, I read a lot about him and sort of he is not the most elegant of players, but he seems to be scoring goals. And that's sort of what we need. We just need someone to get the ball into the fucking net. And if he can do that and if he can sort of come in maybe and 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 and, and create some threat that would be so good and give him some playing time. So I'd rather go with a more experimental lineup and some younger players, maybe. What about you? I, I, to me, there's, there's no, we need to get, like you said, we need, I would go with the strongest 11 because in this point we need, we beat Antwerp already five, nothing. So we have that ability that we could repeat some sort of goleada, no? And to me, I think we just need to see the ball, the back of the net to hopefully get us some momentum because we are in such a funk of attacking football, you know, and, and, just to get healthy, you know, quote unquote healthy. I think you roll out your strongest 11 and then you just sub them out at the 70 mark, you know, and so you get a lot of uh, players to come in, you know, that type of thing. That's how I would approach it, especially the way we're kind of floundering. You know, when you look at the important match this weekend that we have in La Liga, again, another tough match. Again, there's nothing easy. So to me, it's like get these players on some confidence. You know, we need to get some confidence mm-hmm. in some of these players, especially Lewandowski. We like, to me, he's obviously starting for me, and I need to get a hat trick from him. I need to see him do this because right now, Nicholas, like he is eight goals behind Bellingham in the Pichichi race, which is insane. Like, think about that. If I told you the beginning of the season, I said Bellingham is going to have sixteen and Lewandowski eight, you've been like, wait, what? And yeah, I mean, obviously, goals, we, yeah, sixteen goals, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And again, I want to see, I want to see these players get quote unquote healthy against Antwerp. I know it's at Antwerp, so it's going to be a difficult match because all these away matches for us are always so difficult. But man, I just, 
I, there's no easy answer to this, right? Because we know that some of the players aren't traveling. So, again, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, worried I mean, that if we tinker and we lose, <laughs> then what? <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, if, if from a confidence standpoint, it's, it's there's definitely a fair point in there. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe Lewandowski see, needs to see his name on the on the score sheet three times to start banging goals again. I don't know. Um, I think, I think to be fair, both approaches have their merits in the end. Um, tinkering as well as putting out the strongest eleven. If he puts out his strongest eleven, we need to see some goals. That's the only thing. If if he puts out the gala eleven that he has at the at the moment, uh, with the players that travel with him, then we need to see some. Then we need to see some goals. Then I want to see four or five goals or something. Sorry, correction. Eleven La Liga, sixteen total. So sorry, eleven La Liga, okay. but still. Yeah, I mean, but still, but still come on, <laughs> like sixteen yeah, yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. The um, worst is the worst is the worst is I'm always reminded every day of the of, of how great he is because I because I live with a with a Real Madrid supporter and he's oh. always like in the morning, in the morning like oh Bellingham scored another goal and was like yeah for, of course <laughs> who else yeah yeah again I man it's it's such a we're like limping into the winter break you know we are just like mm-hmm, again mm-hmm, just trying mm-hmm. to figure out health and figure out some sort of momentum to get into this because again we have champions league at valencia this weekend nine o'clock saturday which is good thank god Mm -hmm. it's not a siesta match because we need every type of uh time advantage we can get then we are at uh barcelona against almeria to finish the season so almeria should be a walkover on paper should be but this weekend we yeah on paper right because they're like on relegation right now but who knows right but uh i would say the tough match is going to be the match this weekend of the mestia because again yeah valencia is not that mm-hmm. good but nor are we you know we can't just we we, we can't walk into any home, uh, away territory right now and just put two on on the on the scoreboard like we used mm-hmm. to so again uh we need to get three points at least to keep uh the race tight because if we go into the winter break you know, losing more by, I don't know, seven points. They pretty much kiss La Liga away because the way the way Madrid and Hidon yeah. are playing right now, they're going to be tough to catch for sure. Uh, I don't know if you have any yeah. lasting last thoughts on the Antwerp match and the remaining matches uh, of the season for FC Barcelona. No, absolutely not. I think uh, we need to we need to finish this, these two games strong. Uh, Valencia and is always difficult. And Almeria, they are fighting relegation. They will be super hard to beat they will hang they will they will sort of park the bus and try to catch us on counters i mean people the, the sad thing is that that the teams have the blueprint to beat us it's they each team knows what we have what they have to do to get a goal or two from us and that's the terrible thing so we need to we need to finish strong um i just thought about something actually uh to maybe finish this whole thing off sure um you said uh the way real madrid and Girona are playing now I do agree, but I don't think the Bellingham run is sustainable. I think at some point he will not score as many goals as Dan, and then Real Madrid will fall back a little bit. Um, do you think that with the with the win against Barcelona this weekend, Girona is a is a title contender? Yes, for sure, for sure. Now, obviously, the, a couple of things, just like as the Leicester City thing happened, and they're getting a lot of comparisons that. The, the biggest thing is going to be their health because they don't have any other competitions yeah. that they're majorly in, right? They're not in Champions League, so mm-hmm. they can they can really focus on La Liga. And I think that is going to be a huge advantage compared to Barcelona and Real Madrid. And obviously, like you know, like you said, the Bellingham thing may not be sustainable as like at like how it's going consistently with the goals. But the one thing I do know from Girona and Real Madrid is their style mm-hmm. is always going to get goals. For the most yeah, part, fair. right? And that's the thing is that as I've seen our team in the last three years in the way, obviously, the style of, of counterattacking, you know, counterattacking obviously is limited to how you convert. But when you have so many opportunities on your counters, the numbers are just going to be in your favor, right? That's just how it is. And the way Hirona are mm-hmm. playing, and the, the more important thing is they they believe, like, to go Absolutely. away, especially with the Catalonia um rivalry that they have you know in that sense of you know big brother small brother and to go into Montreal and do what they did i mean that is one for the ages for their team for sure and now it's like why not us 
Like, I'm sure that's just what the coaches say. Yeah. Why not us? Why not us? We, 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 t- we went to Barcelona and took it to them. It's not that we held on for dear life for three points. Yeah. We punched we them in the them. face and yeah. Barcelona could not get up off the canvas. And we kept going and going. I mean, the goals were great goals. I mean, that's a, like the last goal. That thing was a was stellar. Yeah, oh my gosh. Again, no defending on that. But again, the way he finished with the <laughs> left foot on that thing was amazing. And also just yep. it, there's a confidence that you build when you are everyone is on the same page. You're riding this kind of magic bus of a season. It oh. just the things just start to stack up and you start to believe. And it's kind of one of those things where you go, you know, this could be our year, you know. And I just think I think mm-hmm. they're a really title contender. I think Hirona is a better title contender than. Madrid at this point just because mm-hmm. Irona, the way they can interchange their players right now. And like you said, they're not dependent yep. on one player. Like you said, if Bellingham gets hurt for a long period of time or doesn't find the goals mm-hmm. for three games, Madrid is doesn't have that true goal score. I mean, obviously Rodrigo, maybe Vinny when he comes back from injury, but the way Girona is able to plug and place Duani and the other players that they had is just it's an, it's it's a nice machine that they have going on right now for sure. Yeah, the, the the thing is they have a they have a system they can rely on, and that's sort of that's that's what carries them. With with Real, they have a certain way of playing, and, and Ancelotti always figures out some way. But it's the same. Vinicius has a good stretch, and then he doesn't. And Rodrigo has been having a good stretch, but it's going to take some time, and then he's going to not score goals again. So <laughs> I think I do agree. Girona at the moment is a better title contender than Real Madrid. Fair. And that's, I think I think it would true. be I think it would be phenomenal for La Liga because just to break up Absolutely. the mono, you know the monopoly of the three teams I think would be great. And you know again we cannot just dismiss that it's Girona. I mean we've already mm-hmm. played sixteen matches now, thirteen wins, two draws, one loss. I mean it is an impressive impressive run that they're doing. Now again, mm-hmm. like you said, the way they defend, I think they defend strong enough. And again, when you are a quote unquote lower talented team defending strong and countering the way they do is a very nice formula you know obviously they're converting at a higher clip than most uh lesser talented teams are right and they've been able to do that for 16 games and having balance you know it's not just one player that's having Mm -hmm. a phenomenal season so i think that's what's in their favor so we'll, we'll see again um i mean they're they're a lot of fun to watch because it's not just the typical defender they are like when they score that first goal is that what just like we what just we happened? What, yeah, we didn't know what happened because they struck like lightning. That's the thing is they just went yeah. boom and they left, you know? And again, I, I I think it's a good story for La Liga for sure just to have some more diversity at the top. It's so a fairy it's tale. Cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like you said, like everyone is giving the comparison to the Leicester City run in 2016. So, uh, Nicholas, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nicholas, thank you for joining me as always. Uh, if we don't talk, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. Thank you, you too. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.